Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have very special guest, Zeb Williams, with Old Nick's Farm and Distillery. Hey, Zeb. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, how's it going today? Uh, it's going well. Just uh, venturing into downtown Winston-Salem. Don't get to see down here very often, so <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah, you're out, out in the Louisville area. That we are. Yeah. So I was talking to one of my friends, and they had been out to visit you guys plenty of times, and she was telling me how much history you guys have, that there's literally like bottles underground from the Prohibition days. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, the family actually started uh, the distillery in 1768. My fifth great-grandfather ended up here with a land grant and built his first distillery in 1768. We... uh, grew as a company and the, the distillery grew and was passed along father to son, father to son until my great grandfather inherited it. And then he's the one that dealt with prohibition. Uh, prohibition hit here in North Carolina in 1908, moving into 1909. A lot of people don't realize that it was 10 years in front of the federal government. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so in early on, we were forced to stop production on the farm and we could only ship outside of state lines and we were an international brand at the time. Uh, 1913, my great-grandfather passed away, so he never actually got to see federal prohibition enacted, and that happened in 1920. The revenuers came in and disposed of 28,000 gallons of liquor that we had aging there on the property, and the rest is history. 2015, myself and my cousin Matt and our two dads decided to, to revive the business, put it back on the farm, and and um, we started the necessary steps of of securing our federal and state permits and off to the races we went yeah so you have a big anniversary coming up is that right we do it's june 19th uh it's father's day weekend uh we we usually have a big event do tours and tastings obviously that day we've got a music lineup that day that's going to be be pretty neat we've got sahara reggae big reggae band they'll start at one o'clock uh then simerson hill comes in around four and then we close the night with jukebox rehab oh yeah good one yep tickets are actually 15 dollars pre-sale online right now and you can find them on our website or uh bustedbarrelbar.com okay awesome well father's day weekend that's like the perfect place to take your dad for father's day (laughs) i like it so tell us about the busted barrel you kind of threw that name in there so is that the same is it different same ownership tell us about that well it's uh it's all the same ownership we started as the old nick williams farm and distillery and that's what we are uh where our primary business is making liquor and and we adhere to the standards that our family did for 200 years um we were we were very fortunate to get some laws changed here in north carolina back in 2019 it was senate bill 290 that actually allowed us to serve mixed beverages with cocktails that we make on site and it allowed us to pick up beer and wine permits as well so um, we secured the beer and wine permit we do serve cocktails with our spirits and uh, the busted barrel cocktail bar just became the name of of the bar simply because uh, it, it went with the history of our family when the revenuers came out and disposed all of, uh, of that 28,000 gallons they broke and busted up all the barrels and uh, we just thought the name fit yeah I like that. I really like that. So tell us if you if you come on the property, A, where is it? How Where do we find you guys? And B, what can you kind of expect when you uh, go for a tour? Well, the easy way to find us is um, hop on 421 North like you're heading toward Boone. Uh, get off at exit 244. It's the Williams Road exit and follow the signs. 
Uh, we've got highway signs all the way from the interstate that'll bring you right to our driveway. And um, once you get on the property, uh, you'll be greeted by our few animals, the wild chickens running around uh, <laughs> that roam all over the place. So drive slowly in. And uh, then you get to meet Pig Floyd and Leonard Skinner, our two pigs, Kid Rock, the goat, and many uh, the Great Pyrenees that, that guards them. Oh, I love dogs. Yep. <laughs> Once you pass them, you'll get it to the distillery, and um, we'll greet you there in the bar and and uh, set you up for a tour. When you walk in, our entire establishment has been set up as a historical museum. Um, we were very fortunate a few years ago to be picked up by Discovery Channel on a show called Moonshiners Whiskey Business, and they brought in a creative director that took our history and put it into a beautiful um historical setup wow so tell us a little bit more about that show what was it like being behind the camera for what you how many months uh, it was five or six months i think total um filming took a while we actually uh um they brought tim smith from moonshiners in we worked on our products uh we also knocked out the front wall of the distillery and doubled the size of the tasting room on the tv show uh it, so it was it was not only the stress of of recording and doing tv every day but we were the ones doing all the work too because oh, that was kind of the deal gosh. they would foot the bill if we did the work so um it was kind of a, a a blessing for us we got a lot of publicity out of it we have people coming in from all over the world now um, we get emails from all over the world as the show is broadcasted and um it, it's just been really neat to see the fans and and bump into people out who've seen the show and recognize it. it's just really neat you're, you're famous i would call it infamous <laughs> <laughs> so, so brooke ask zeb about the history of Louisville. yeah let's hear it i i was actually born well i wasn't born in Louisville. i was born in winston-salem but i lived in Louisville for several years of my childhood so yeah do tell well it's not so much um the history of Louisville per se um the area where we are used to be williams north carolina mm. in the early 1900s north carolina started the push for prohibition long before they actually got to to 1908 um, i believe it was 1903 1904 and don't quote me on the exact dates i'm not the historian <laughs> in, in the group um North Carolina actually passed a law where you had to have so many people and you had to be in an incorporated town to produce alcohol. So my great-grandfather actually incorporated the town of Williams, North Carolina, and got around the law. You know, a few years later, you had to grow by a certain number of people, so we expanded the town of uh, Williams. Obviously, when Prohibition hit, um, all that just kind of fell and crumbled, and... Um, was eventually sucked up by, I guess, Yadkin County at that particular time, but now it's owned by Forsyth. Oh, okay. So, huh, interesting. Yep. Did not know that. So what made you, and you said your cousin, decide to just revamp this business how many years, hundreds of years later? Well, I think, um, you know, as a little kid, you grow up wanting to be a pro baseball player or a pro football player. Um, I grew up wanting to be a whiskey maker you know we grew up with the stories on the farm um when people would come in that their great-grandfather drove the buggy for my great-grandfather or you know just all sorts of neat stories so it was always my dream um to run this business it was finally being able to get some others behind me uh because it's it's a very capital hungry game you know you need you need money to get into this business and I certainly didn't have that. So um, and we needed some backup, and we, we 
put our resources together and, and brought the name back. Love it. Love it. So what is your favorite whiskey drink? Um, well, if you're drinking at our bar, uh, our most popular drink whiskey wise is probably our old fashioned, mm-hmm. um, challenge. I'll put it up there against any bar in town for a little competition, see what <laughs> we can do. So, um, yeah, I think we've done very well. We had a mixologist here in town put together our menu. They did a heck of a job, and um, now we're known for some of our classic cocktails. Our mojitos are really good. I make a Jamaican-style rum. We mm. actually call it Jamaican because it's inspired on the island of Jamaica but made right here in America. Um, Jamaican, I, I like that. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the island uh, working with a couple distilleries trying to nail down the recipe and the exact way that they, they distill the product, and we – we feel like we've done a pretty good job replicating it. Obviously not what you're going to get on the island, but pretty daggone close for being in a little town in Louisville. Um, Our whiskey, now our old-fashioned gets pretty exciting because we have our bourbon, which has been our flagship product, which is getting better and better every year um, as it ages. And and now we've released a rye whiskey called Zeb's Rye Whiskey. And Mm -hmm. we also have uh, Coattail, which is our cinnamon-flavored whiskey. So we have a combination of different different styles of whiskeys now. And we just released our Bottled and Bond, which is our oldest barrels, uh, the very first four barrels that we filled when we started the business. We just dumped. We did that commemorating the master distiller that helped us get going and um, put that into a commemorative box and have been doing very well with it. Um. So, okay, dumb question. I'm just, I don't know much about whiskey. Tell me a little bit more for those of us who don't know, what goes into the that whole process? Like how long is it supposed to age? I guess longer the better, but. Well, that's a great question. So, you know, all of these things are, are defined by, I guess you would say federal law. Um, yeah. I'm simply put, you know, and I can't remember a certain year in the 60s, there was the Bourbon Act. So our Congress actually um, set laws where the bourbon had to adhere to certain standards. So anytime you make a a spirit out of grain, you're going to make a beer when you ferment it. When you distill that beer, you're going to make a whiskey. Okay, same with if you use fruit, you're going to make a wine, and then you distill that wine, you'll make a brandy. With rum, if you start with a sugar-based product, molasses, cane cane syrup, um, granuled sugar, Anything sugar-based will go into a rum. So everything is defined based on your starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, You go through the process. You ferment those particular sugars. Um, If you start with grain, you actually have to convert the starch to sugar and then ferment the sugar. Um, But after the fermentation process, then we move into the distillation process, which is by far my favorite. And this is where everybody in the business does different things. That's how you get the different flavors, the different characteristics. Um, And a good way to see what we do is come out and take a tour. Yeah. Um, we show you hands-on uh, how how we do our process, whether you want to hear about rum, whether you want to hear about whiskey. And we also offer a distiller for a day class, which is uh, great for those dads for Father's Day. Yeah. You come in, um, we spend the day with you. You come in at 8 o'clock in the morning. We start making a fermentation. We pitch yeast, make a yeast culture, 
distill all day. We let those guys do the cuts, actually decide what liquor we want to put into the barrel. And then we fill a barrel at the end of the day and they get to sign the barrel and uh, come back when we dump it and be the first to taste and buy a bottle of it. So it's a, it's a neat class to really get dirty and, um, and really learn the ins and outs of distilling. Yeah. How long is that the wait process after they seal the barrel? Um, minimum right now, about 30 months. 30 Um, months. Yep. Our, uh, we're not dumping anything less than 30 months right now on our bourbon. And, um, we're hoping to get up over three years Mm -hmm. here in the next few months. COVID was very, COVID was good and bad for us. Um, we, people were definitely purchasing the alcohol. Well, you know, believe it or not, craft distilleries were down huge during Mm. COVID where we were successful. We like many hopped on the hand sanitizer bandwagon. Um, the FDA kind of opened up and allowed distilleries to produce alcohol that, that went into hand sanitizer. And, um, that's what we did to get us. That's so interesting. I had no idea that y'all did that. Yeah, it was huge. Wow. I mean, that's like the ultimate pivot and whiskey to hand sanitizer. But on the other hand, COVID actually, you know, slowed our whiskey sales down and allowed those barrels to age Mm -hmm. an additional six to nine months. Yeah. And we would have been dumping those at our normal sales rate. So um, there was a little bit of blessing in disguise in there. Yeah. Casa, it sounds like there is so much science involved in it. So were you into science as a kid? Not a, not at all. <laughs> I wish I would have paid a lot more attention in chemistry class um, through high school and college. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the great part about this business is, you know, you can be taught a lot in a book. But a lot of what we do is trial and error. Oh, yeah. It's learning your equipment. It's learning your house. It's learning the, the, the airborne yeasts and how things work. And it, it's it's really rewarding when you finally nail something um, and, and figure out what causes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. can replicate it consistently. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. So tell us what comes to mind when you think about the biggest win for your, your company these last few years. Um, the biggest win for our company uh, was Senate Bill 290 when that passed in 2019. Uh, like I said, that opened the door for us small distilleries to be able to operate bars at our establishment and sell our products to consumer direct to consumer. Yeah. Um, that's huge because when we put our spirits into the ABC or ABC commission, a lot of people don't realize that the state's taking 48% of that. Um, when wow. you walk into that liquor store and you see that price hanging on the, on the, the shelf, the state, whether that be uh, the North Carolina Department of Revenue or the different ABC um, areas or municipalities, um, take 48%. And that's a big chunk we make about five to eight dollars on a bottle of, of spirit when it's sold retail wow. through the state system. So selling that bottle at retail at our establishment, we get a little bit more of that, and it, we're also allowed to make cocktails with it, which really gives us an opportunity to to expand on on a little bit of profit margin. Yeah, sure. It's a really really tight business in in regards to profit margin. Yeah, well, and I think people are. I don't know, the last few years especially, are so into drinking local. Like, they like going to these local breweries that make their own beer, these local distilleries that make their own whiskey, um, local wineries. It's just, it feels, I don't know, it has a different atmosphere, a different feel to it. It does. And, um, you know, it's important. And I think, again, COVID takes you back to that. It kind of reset people into buying locally, spending their money at home, spending it closer, spending it with their friends. And that's kind of what we've done at Old Nick Williams Farm Distillery and the Busted Barrel is um, we've just built in a big 
big music venue. Ooh, I actually cool. sold corporate sponsorships on all the platforms, and all of our corporate sponsors are business, local business owners right here in town. So we're all spending money at each other's establishments. We're all promoting each other across the board to each other, and we're keeping our money right here at home. I like that. I like that. So I know it takes a team to do something like this. Tell us a little bit about the team that you have. We've got a great team. Um, of course, myself, uh, my dad, uh, Van, my Uncle John, and my cousin, Matt, are the four primary owners. Uh, Ashley is uh, also part owner of our company and, and fills a huge void and does a ton. Um, and now we've, we've started uh, bringing in employees to handle the bar scene. Um, Courtney is our bar manager. Uh, we were lucky enough to steal her from a local restaurant in town, and um, <laughs> uh, she has been awesome. Um, and now she's putting together the bar staff that's going to grow our event venue. So awesome. um, we're building more team every day, and uh, I look forward to, to all the people that become part of the old Nick Williams family. Yeah, well, I'm excited to come check out the – the new venue and well check it out first. I haven't been at all, so I'm excited excited to see it. Well we have music every weekend, um, every Friday and Saturday night. Okay. Uh, a lot of Sundays. Um, this particular weekend, you know, uh, we're full of music and we've booked solid for the rest of the year. Awesome. So are you open any during the week or just weekends? We are open uh seven days a week. Oh, okay. Um Tours and tastings are Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the weekdays, 6 p.m. on the weekends. The bar is open from 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. during the week, 11 p.m. on the weekends, and then Sunday we're open 1 to 9. Okay, cool. Lots of opportunities yep, to go out yep. there. So tell us how we can find you on on the web, on social media, all that good stuff. Yep, you can find us several different ways. Um, we've got it covered www.oldnickwhiskey.com. That's where you're going to find the information about our distillery and our products. www.bustedbarrelbar.com. That's where you're going to find our events. And then, of course, Old Nick Whiskey would be our handle on Instagram and Facebook. So pretty easy to find. We try to keep our calendars updated. Awesome. Well, it's been fun to watch y'all grow for the last few years. And congratulations on hitting that four-year milestone. We appreciate that very much. It has been fun to watch from our side, too. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Anything else to add before we cut it off? I don't believe so. (laughs) Well, thanks, Zeb, for coming on. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media and on the web, ForsythMags.com and at Forsyth Mags on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>